Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Let's Talk TV Live on the Blog Critics Radio Network, airing on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett. I'm publisher and executive editor of Blog Critics. And I am joined by our full panel after being away for a couple of weeks, um, partially out of town and partially just on my own personal hiatus. Um, from TV, sort of. Um, it's great to have the whole panel back. Uh, joined tonight by Jerome Wetzel TV, James Daly. How are you tonight, Jimmy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, except for the fact that I was like half a, I was asleep half the afternoon because um, <laughs> I conked out, still slightly jet lagged. Um, and and we are also joined tonight by Christine Piccolo known as uh, Sleepy Addicts and now XF Addicts. Well, you got more monikers on Twitter. <laughs> I know. It's insane. I'm, I thought, let's see what, Our Heart Radio and Sleepy Addicts and XF Addicts now. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> I know. So it's really good to be back on the air. Um, and just as a lot of shows are beginning to come out of hiatus, which is good, the shows that we watch. Mm-hmm. Some shows are ending, some shows are in the middle, and some shows are coming back. Like, I can't wait for The Walking Dead a oh, week from man. Sunday. I'm so excited. I really looking forward to it. Show. I have missed it terribly on Sundays. Terribly. I have. And I actually uh. have... Uh, I have an article um, in the Hopper, two articles in the Hopper that I was going to write a couple weeks ago, and I got caught up in doing other stuff and writing about other stuff and um, ended up not doing my um, my Walking Dead articles, which I will be doing um, uh, this week, uh, hopefully tomorrow. I'll get them up. They're both almost done, and uh, very excited about that. And um, so... Um, I actually had an email exchange. This Chrissy, I think, is more of interest to you, but maybe Jimmy, too. Yes. I don't remember, Jimmy, were you an X-Files fan? <laughs> no, I never got to watch that. I remember oh that, that you were not a fan of XF, or you hadn't it's, seen it. I've seen so, very little, and I like what I've seen, but I just haven't gotten yeah. around to watching more. So the big news for X-Files is that it looks like at the at the uh, Television Critics Association meeting, Fox announced that it looks like F- X-Files is going to be coming back as a limited so series. So that's really exciting, which was kind of a surprise because everyone sort of thought, oh, movie, 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 but no, it looks like it's going to be a series. So that'll be fun. And uh, David Duchovny and Julian and Anderson are both uh, on board. And so it inspired me to shoot uh, Dean Hagland an email. Dean Hagland, who mm-hmm. uh, was Ringo Langley of the, of the Lone Gunman, right? right and right. he's actually quite a talented co- uh, a comic artist as well. Right. And has a lot of his own stuff. He's a comic uh, a comic in LA. He's got his own podcast. Anyway, so I, 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 I know him. I've interviewed him a couple times. So I shot him an email to see if he might be interested in coming on uh, to the show and visiting with us. And he was he wrote back, and he said he would be delighted. In his words, I would love to do your podcast. 
So um, we're trying to figure it out when that's going to happen. But that will be a lot of fun to have him on because he's just a, he's just oh. a hoot. Uh, he I'm was very at, excited. He oh. was at Comic Con not this past year, but two years ago. He was at Comic Con, and mm-hmm. talking about he was actually the moderator of the X Files panel where they were uh, bringing out the new uh, X Files comic book series on IDW. Right. So he was moderating that panel. And um, so it was fun. I interviewed him last year, or a couple years ago, and it was it was really nice uh, that he says, yeah, 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 definitely. So that'll be fun. Oh, so um, cool. I, I have a, I'll have a whole list of. <laughs> I have to, I'll I'll think of a few really good questions. I mean, I have a whole list, but that's going to be cool to talk to him. I mean that. I mean that. You guys think that I'm just like crazy about Sleepy Hollow? I was I was even more so insane with X Files, and there was no social media really at that time. And so now I'm excited. I, I know, have, you know, and, and Katie Katie Dalton, who's our Hannibal fan, who's in the chat room tonight, yeah. says bye bye Bedelia. Hi, she says bye bye Bedelia, which of course Gillian Anderson plays a right. very important role on Hannibal. Right. So. Yeah, so it's very, uh, yeah, but I she can do both. I think she can do both. It's a um, limited engagement. So they'll yeah. probably like, you know, 15 episodes. They'll, they'll tell whatever the story is. So they, they needed to yeah. do something because, you know, the way that it was left, I mean, William, I think, is going to come into play. And, I mean, he'd be 14, 15, 16 right now. I know, right he's now. a big kid now. And I know, and they never really Lord, like what Mulder went through when he was abducted, and they never really like we never visit, we never saw a lot of it. We saw bits and pieces, but yeah. they have a lot they can do. So I'm anxious for them to sort of bring it full circle, and so, I think doing it in a series, mini series, is great. So Jimmy, what were you going to say? I heard you trying to pop in. Oh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say it just continues the trend. I mean, the X Files. I mean, she has time to do it because they're still in negotiations. I'm not even sure. That'll happen, but even if it does happen, they can schedule around her schedule. Oh, but, totally. Um, I mean, Twin Peaks is coming back. What yeah. American Summer is getting a What on American Summer is getting an eight episode series on Netflix? They just released the cast list today. I mean, oh, it yeah. seems like right now everything's returning, which is kind of right. cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're trying to work out season five. Uh, season five, the cast schedule. So. So I think what's kind of nice about the way television has gone now is with the limited series and with Netflix and with Amazon um, mm-hmm. and other uh, other outlets that are non-conventional outlets really getting their foot in the door. I think it opens up all kinds of interesting possibilities. Um, it was very well, and they're not confined to the normal broadcast schedule. It gives them more flexibility exactly. to work around yeah. the actor's schedule. Right, well, and yeah, and also and with a limited series, they can do what they can't do in a movie. I mean, it was really exactly. kind of telling that Orange is the New Black just walked away with all the television honors at the Golden Globes. Right. I mean, it's a great show. Oh. It's a great show. I love that show. So you guys my daughter's favorite show. Oh, my God. I, but I want to go, I wanna go back to the – I want to go back to the X-Files for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So um, a lot of their best talent, their creative talent, has gone on to so many other things now. Of course, Vince Gilligan, right. who I think was their very, 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 very best writer, 
um, oh, has gone on to fame and fortune. Um, of course, he created Breaking Bad and and uh, new show I, will be coming out soon. I know Better Call Saul, which is the sort of prequel <laughs> to Breaking Bad, and it's yeah. already been renewed for a second season. Yeah. Wow, so so Gilligan's good. been involved with that. Frank Spotnitz. Um, has one of the Amazon uh, pilots that looks to me the most intriguing of all the Amazon pilots, and that is The Man in the Big Castle, which Mm -hmm. I'm a huge Philip K. Dick fan. I will pretty much watch anything that is a screen rendering of anything by Philip K. Dick, whether that's... um, you know, something as big and broad as Blade Runner, which, of course, was based on Philip K. Dick's short, well, novella. Do, oh, God, do, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the short story. It's like I'm blanking on it. Do something dream of electric sheep. And I can't remember the name. Androids, right? Androids? Yes, do androids dream of electric sheep. And so there was that. Of course, the Minority Report was Philip K. Oh, Dick. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. There's so much great stuff. He writes Kafka better than Kafka. Um, <laughs> he writes a very <laughs> postmodern Kafka, and I'm a huge fan of Kafka. So um, who wrote far too few. Um, but uh, The Man in the High Castle, um, I don't know. Have you guys seen any of the Amazon.com pilots? It's pilot season at no. Amazon.com, guys. So everybody go and go to Amazon.com and watch all these great uh, pilots, which I'm really excited about. Mostly comedies this year, but there's a ton of them, a ton of pilots. Um, But The Man in the High Castle is an alternative history, an alternate history, um, that presupposes that the Nazis won World War II. Oh, interesting. And it's a period piece. It takes place in 1962. Anyway, um, Frank Spotnitz, as the showrunner, he created it. And Spotnitz, mm-hmm. I mean, he's great. So he was he was also an EP. He was an executive producer on X-Files. He was uh, right. Chris Carter's partner. And um, so, uh, yeah, so a lot of their talent, I don't, you know, I'm sure they'll find time to do it. But I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited. What I said to Dean was, you know, I want to talk about your projects, but I also want to talk about the X-Files. He's like, yeah, sure, yeah. of course, no problem. So I'm um, excited to get him on the show. So that's fun. Um, what else exciting stuff? What's some other? There's like a ton of news that came out of the TCA um, meetings. Well, uh, for my part, I mean, Sleepy Hollow, they announced that they are moving production from Wilmington, North Carolina to Atlanta, Georgia. because so, the- so, So can we expect Walking Dead, Sleepy Hollow crossover? Absolutely. Well, I wish. Absolutely. I think that would be epic. Could you the ghost of Lori is going to start staring on Sleepy yeah. Hollow. There you go. There you go. That would you be hilarious. You made me choke on my tea. Ah, <laughs> so, ah, wait, is Sleepy Hollow moving for the rest of season two? Because they're not yeah, no, 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 no. yet for season three. No, season two is done. They fin- they wrapped up filming okay. on uh, last Thursday. And so if they that get was- renewed, then if they then- get renewed. Well, which is in doubt now. Which it wasn't in doubt. Yeah. Before, but now well, it's in doubt. 
Well, this is what happened. They, they, the, on Friday, the, the day before the TCAs, the production team had gone to Atlanta, Georgia, the area there. And originally, they were going to, on Saturday, I guess they were hoping, anyway, I was hoping, anyway, they would announce the season three, but they didn't. They announced that they will move production. But the ratings are up by two points from last night, just the live plus same day. Um, uh, and everybody across the board on the Sleepyhead fandom absolutely loved the episode. And they find they fixed, amazingly, they have fixed quite a bit. I mean, fans that have been complaining all season, they are working, you know, definitely next, uh, the next four episodes, there's only four episodes in the, um, the uh, finale is going to be February 23rd, but the next four episodes are going to be very, um, you know, the new direction in what they're doing. They, basically, they just cleaned up their act, and they're doing it the way that I wish it was done in the beginning, anyway, of the season. Um, but I am actually going to New York, you guys, to cover the Sleepy Hollow finale party. So, Ooh. Oh, wow. I know. I'm so excited because uh, I'm going to stay with a friend of mine there, and then um, I'll be there. So I'll be writing some articles for blog critics about it and stuff. So I'm really Sorry. But anyway, so yeah, so the story is is that we probably aren't going to know about the season three renewal for sure till till May. But yeah, yeah. it was well. They they announced all that. They they announced all that at the upfront. And Gotham was renewed. Yeah, I read. Yeah, that. Gotham. Gotham. So I was out Yeah, I really like Gotham. Um, I oh think it's God. really, and my son actually, my son who is like a Batman purist. He's like a complete Batman purist. He's like Batman comic purist. And um, he's very um, meticulous about his fandoms. He's like a big Batman guy. And he actually likes Gotham. He particular what he said, and I agree with him, is that what it's kind, what's kind of nice is that we had this long conversation on the plane coming back from Seattle to Chicago mm-hmm. about comics, about Batman in particular. Um, mm-hmm. But um, he says, yeah, what the show does is it allow it what it, it gives you backstory on characters that were not really very well developed in the comic books. So, right. And- so that was kind of nice. Some of the villains and, and such, but like especially it, Penguin. It was awesome last last night. Was great. Jada Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh my god, <laughs> that woman. She's like, is that all you thought? She's getting tortured, and I was just like, ah. she's, oh, she's brilliant. Great. She's I great, tell yeah. you. Anyway. So, um, I want to talk about Gallivant, which just finished its run. <laughs> I think it won't mm-hmm. be renewed. Um, I'm no, thinking that's good. all we've seen of Gallivant. Um, and to me, and, you know, I made my feelings known about Gallivant, I think, on the last show that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fairly negative about it. Um, I had seen the first three episodes, and the first two were inoffensive enough, and they were okay. They were kind of predictable, and it's like, it's no Princess Bride. Well, that's right. the third episode hit. And um, it was like, oh, my God. I cringed my way through that episode because my husband was watching it with me. And we were both looking at each other and rolling our eyes every five seconds. (laughs) 
And that's never a good sign because you want to be laughing. So I don't make any um, any secret of the fact that I'm Jewish and my other wife, I'm actually uh, a professional in the Jewish mm-hmm. community. And so, but I have a very high threshold for humor. And in The Princess Bride, I totally, totally loved um, the characters that were like sort of Borscht Belt characters. Um, Max and Valerie. Ah, Max and Valerie, played by the wonderful Miracle Max. Sorry, Miracle Max and Valerie. And Miracle Max um, was brilliant, and he was Billy Crystal. And Carol Kane was brilliant as Valerie, and it was they were broadly poking fun at Jewish stereotypes. It was great. It was hysterically funny. Gallivant tried to do the same thing, but it was really poorly executed. And if they hadn't intended to invite comparisons, they sort of they were sort of inevitable. So I really didn't, I couldn't watch past episode three because I thought it was just so badly done. But Jimmy, you were really, really positive about the show when last, the last we left off. And well, now well, the last show is we done. Left off. Yeah, and last we left off, I'd only seen the first episode. And I, I had know. access to the other ones, but I just, I didn't, I wanted to stretch it out because I loved the first episode so much that I just wanted to, sure. you know, I, I I didn't want to rush through it. And I watched the first episode like four times before it even premiered. I and remember. loved it better every time I watched it. Um, and I can't tell you a single one of the other seven episodes that were very good at all. Yeah. Like, everything great was in the first episode, and then they just did not maintain that quality at all. And what really, really annoyed me is we got to the last episode this week, and I did watch it all the way through. Um, and, you know... From the beginning, we pretty much knew it was going to be canceled. The odds were against it. The ratings were slim. ABC kept billing it as a limited series instead of, like, an actual right. series in competition for season two. And yet they ended on a big cliffhanger and left everything up in the air. Oh, my gosh. Really? Which I'm, which I'm like, that's bull crap. You, uh, see, if you know the odds of you getting a second season are slim, as they surely did, right. you need to craft the story with an ending. And- and, and even, it's up to you if you get renewed, find another way to continue it. And even had the show been been lived up to part of its promise, yeah. the thing is, I mean, it, it was a great experiment. There has not been another show like it on TV for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. When things were rotten, which was when I was a kid, which, mm-hmm. um, which was a kind of a Robin Hood thing. Um, that I think had been created by Mel Brooks, but I'm not 100% sure, Um, sort of, sort of, sort of was like that. Um, And it was a comedy, and it was really bad. And it was crazy, stupid comedy. But it was funny. Um, But it was really bad. Um, So, I mean, it was an experiment, and it it was a brain experiment. But, I mean, how can you put a cliffhanger on something that's really experimental like that? Right. And, I mean, they wait, uh, the music in the first episode was so good. And I realized they used that same melody, like, repeatedly. There were a oh couple my gosh. of different yeah. songs. 
But they should have kept that up. They dropped that melody after the first one. And hmm. Hello? Hello? They made Timothy Osmondson's King better and better. I mean, the last half hour was total buddy comedy between him and Galavon. Uh-huh. Uh, to overthrow his brother that suddenly showed up and took over. And they had some great emotional stuff between the King and, his, and Gareth. But it's too little too late. And by then, the songs were weak and came in frequently. And, it, yeah, I mean, there was some good humor, but then they wasted. 10 minutes on a guest star who didn't even get the thing, and it just wasn't working for us. Yeah, so I mean, they really... Because that was my favorite pilot I'd seen in years. I, they they really well, piled... They really again. piled on the guest stars. They had Ricky Gervais, Hugh Bonneville, and Rutger Howard. Did they all appear in the same episode? No. They were all in no. different episodes. Okay. Because the... Okay. So the clips I saw kind of implied that. And I, by the way, I mean, I love all three of those actors. I mean, in any other show, I would have tuned in just to see them because I think Hugh Bonneville's great. I love him in uh, in Downton Abbey and Rutger Hauer. I've been a fan of since Blade Runner, um, who... Okay, I won't I won't gush on and on and on about Rutger Hauer's speech at the end of Blade Runner, the um, the the speech that Roy, the android gives on the rooftop and which was, by the way, entirely improvised. Did you guys know that? I'm assuming you guys have seen Blade Runner, right? I have not. (gasps) No, I've never seen that. You've never seen Blade Runner? You've never seen no. that. Oh no! So that bad? Yes, <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm stripping you of your entertainment writer credentials. Um, oh no! no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, assignment for this week. Assignment for this week. What do, do you, you guys like? Do you guys know Philip K. Dick's writing? He writes the best dystopia and fiction ever written except for Franz Kafka. Mm-hmm. So he wrote like his story minority report is based on his story. So um Blade Runner oh, so Harrison, Harrison Ford. Yeah, Sean Young, Harrison was in it. He stars in it. Um uh Sean Young, Rutger Hauer. Oh my gosh. I mean the cast um, is phenomenal. Um, Tears in Rain. Oh my gosh, the monologue. T- it's it's like, and Ridley Scott directed the film, and the replicant. I keep calling him an android. Roy says this speech, but it was like, in t- it just improvised the night that it was done, and he says that he's dying. He's a he's a replicant, an android but a more advanced android. He's like a replicant. He's got DNA and everything. And he's got this speech that actually brings you, he's like the bad guy of the movie, right? And mm-hmm. he brings you to tears. I mean, literally brings you to tears. Um, but I've been a fan of her actually since before Blade Runner. He was in a Dutch movie. He's a actor. He's from the Netherlands. And he was in a, foreign movie called Soldier of Orange which won an Academy Award in the 80s and um, 
he was brilliant in that. He's just a brilliant and and Lady Hawk. You guys don't tell me you haven't seen Lady Hawk. No, no I haven't ever seen it. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get fired, Jimmy. <laughs> I know. Next week new panel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. gosh! Blade now you're gonna give me like all this feet. stuff I need to watch. <laughs> so okay, for this week, Blade I Runner. I won't this week. I won't. I'm sorry. Okay, then if you can, and then Lady and Lady Hawk. Now Lady Hawk, ha, <laughs> huh, Lady Hawk. So if you liked the idea of Galavant. And you like the idea of the Princess Bride, but want something a little more serious? Oh, I love the Princess Bride. Okay. Lady Hawk with Michelle Pfeiffer and Roger Hauer is, mm-hmm. and, and you like the idea of fairy tale come to life? Mm-hmm. This is what modern told cinematic fairy tale should be. To me, that's my benchmark. That's what Once Upon a Time should be, or the Speaking Princess, of, or the Princess Bride, or what? Fairy tales. Have, have you seen Into the Woods? I have not. It is on. Oh my God! I have so many movies on my list. So now I've been. So I've been sort of yelling at you guys for not seeing Blade Runner or Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. Here's the list of movies oh, yeah. I have seen that are on my list. I have Where been out of town. I've been in Seattle. Yes. And it's been a little bit warmer than it is here. Although it's like 35 degrees today. It's not bad. Tomorrow it's going to be 40, so it's not too bad. Um, But I haven't seen Birdman. I haven't seen Birdman. Oh, I I saw Birdman this weekend. It was brilliant. Okay. Was it? I haven't seen it. I give it very high marks. I want to see Birdman, Into the Woods. Um, I haven't seen... I haven't seen uh, The Theory of Everything, which is on my list. I haven't seen Broken. I haven't, I mean, there's like a list of like seven or eight movies I haven't seen yet that I'm doing before the Academy. Are you familiar with the stage version of Into the Woods? Yes, and I've seen it. Okay. I love it. Well, I have a film stage version with John Gleason and Chip Zion and a bunch of people. And Robert Aldridge, that I've watched over and over and over again, and I, I love it's like it. one of my favorite musicals. The mm-hmm. movie, they did a lot of things right in design and casting, and see, and Act One is mostly intact, but from the Act One finale on, they just edited out so much it really bumped mm. me out. It's too bad. Well, it's on my list. Yeah. It's on my list to see. Probably not the first thing I'm going to see because I have seen the play. Um, but I totally, um, there's like a whole bunch of movies that I haven't seen yet because we've been away. And also I have a, yet another, uh, side job and I have a jazz trio and we actually have our, we have our first gig what is so, on Valentine's Day and at a local pub. And, uh, we got hired to, um, play at the Kill Coin uh, Kill Coins Red Inn in Wheeling, Illinois. And uh, we're going to be playing their new, uh, Valentine's Day. So we've well, been rehearsing and rehearsing. Huh? I said congratulations. That's really thank cool. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what do you so, play? Hmm? What do I play? I what? play voice. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, vocal. Cool. I'm a singer. I'm a vocalist. Um, 
so I'm really excited. So we do a lot of jazz, a lot of blues, some jazzy versions of Beatles stuff. So a couple of Carol King things, but mostly standard. Hmm? Are you going to so, like, put any of these music clips online or on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to put a SoundCloud thing together. We have one. The name of the band is, we just changed the name of the band from Jellyfish Jive to Jazz Kickers, um, which I kind of like that because, you know, Walking Dead, Little Ass Kicker, well, we're sort of the Jazz Kickers. That's not where the name came from. Um, they kept me as far away from naming the band as possible. Um, so, because my the the ideas I had were like, what? So, um, never give a writer the the opportunity to name a band. Anyway, we're the jazz kickers, so we're going to be putting a SoundCloud page together. We have one under our band's name, um, so it's called Jellyfish Jive. So, if you look up Jellyfish Jive on SoundCloud. You'll hear, um, I think we have three clips. They're like from really early in our genesis. So they're like rehearsal clips. So they're not great. So if you go there, fine. It's not, we sound better than that. But um, if you want to get an idea. But we do a lot of jazz standards. We do a lot of Ellington. We do some Thelonious Monk. We do... Some, my husband plays piano like Coltrane, and he does some Miles Davis stuff. <clears throat> but we have some Beatles things. We have Smackwater Jack. We have some Otis Redding. So we do, um, it's fun. It's good. We do some show tunes, jazzy versions of show tunes. So anyway, so we've been rehearsing on Saturday night. So I haven't had a chance to actually go to the movies. <laughs> so we're going to... We're going to start going to the movies um, now that we're back from Seattle. Um, so anyway, um, so that's so that's what's coming up. But um, so let's talk more TV. So Jimmy, you've been wa- and and uh, have you been watching Helix? It's now aired two two episodes. I am an two episodes. Ep- I'm an episode behind. I didn't. I haven't seen Fridays yet, but I saw the premiere. Oh. Well, so, we won't tell you that Billy Campbell's killed off in this week's episode because what? No, he wasn't. He was? Well, we will say, I, I will say his grave was visited. Yes, it was. Oh, crap. But, oh. And that, was, that is absolute truth. It may be misleading, but, but, but it is Jimmy, absolute But Jimmy. Yeah? But Jimmy. Yeah? So, but you're not telling her it's like 30 years in the future. Well, oh, well first of all, I was, me over here. I forgot about the gravestone <laughs> when I said that he was killed. I was trying to say something ridiculous that nobody would believe. And then I remembered <laughs> the gravestone, which made it awesome. But I, I'm a little bit torn with this 30-year-in-the-future thing because I'm worried it locks that one character in a trajectory. But I'm really intrigued by the mystery. And even though this looks like a different virus, I think it's really going to tie into the season one stuff. Yeah, I think so, too. But this is, like, so totally different than last season. I'll tell you, when I I interviewed, I interviewed Ron, uh, Ron, Ronald D. Moore at Mm Comic-Con over the summer. And one of the things um, he told me was season two is a complete reboot from season one. And it was like, yeah, well... And, and that's what he said, that it was like, obviously, there were going to be things that we're going to recognize, 
but it really resets the show. He didn't say reboot. I think right. he it really resets it. There's a new virus. There's a new, and he did say there was a new pathogen. And actually, each mm-hmm. season the show is on, there will be a new pathogen to follow. Um, but what's really bizarre is this. Uh, and I, by the way, I love the way they go from present day to the 30 years in the future thing. The way they do the time right. jump. Oh, the it visuals pretty, are beautiful. The visuals are yeah. gorgeous. Um, and I really love it. And oh, that the guy who's like, um, the the you know in the thirty years in the future. Okay, mm-hmm. so whose kid is that? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You know whose kid it is? I bet. No, who 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 do you think it you is? You think it's uh, Billy Campbell's kid? Yeah. With what's your name? With me too. Oh, although we get, I won't spoil it for Chrissy, but there is something really interesting about her pregnancy you learn in week two. Really interesting. Oh, God. Oh, man. I'll be able to catch up probably later tonight. And that pregnancy, so uh, so Ronald D. Moore said that that pregnancy is like uber important. Interesting. Okay. Clearly. Honestly, when they started the first episode this season, I was really annoyed that it was like a reboot and a reset. But the more I've watched, the more I'm really I think I like the season better already than season one. Really? It's not it's it's not a bottle series. I mean it because the first season was such a bottle series. Well in the first is, season you were also in the moment, you were clearly on a certain path. And this yeah. season it's opened things up so much that you like, never know where they're gonna go or when other things will tie in. Right. It's and like, it's clearly a very large mythology to the series. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and I really I, I love Ron Moore. Ron Moore is awesome. So. I tr- I totally trust Ron Moore. So now oh, I'm curious because we haven't seen. I don't think so. And I I kind of I I, I was really tired when I watched Freddie because we had just come back from Seattle, and I kind of sort of fell asleep at the end. I have to rewatch it. <laughs> but we just like I was so tired. Um, it had been like an insane, right, Chrissy? Because I was tired when we met. Yeah, so you were exhausted um, by the time we met. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then it got more exhausting after that. But um, so we haven't seen Biaseros yet, right? He's not in episode two at right. all. Right. But he was at Comic Con, so we know he's coming back. Ooh. He, he wouldn't have been. From season one, we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I expected to come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we certainly. I mean, he was at Comic Con, so he would not have been at Comic Con if he wasn't going to be in season two. There would have been no Unless reason. They were just for him. trying to shake you out. They wouldn't have brought him all the way from no. Montreal. <laughs> they wouldn't have. Although he was Probably. really nice to look at. I'm like, I think he's like so cute. Um, he really is in person, even more so. Um, totally. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm really excited about Helix. Um, oh, by the way, I, you know, every two years, um, all journalists have to re up their credentials for Comic Con. So um, I uh, applied for credentials for me and, and some of our writers who had mm-hmm. to re up. And I was like, okay, because we, up till now, we've been associated with Technorati, right? Because Technorati, this megalom 
corporation mm-hmm. has own blog critics. I'm like, okay, just like make sure we keep our credentials just exactly the way they were before. Mm-hmm. And don't like ding us because we're not part of a big conglomerate anymore. And um, and they didn't, so we're like we're all credentialed again. So I'm really excited. It's so, gonna be fun. I'm, I'm come, excited come to here, and Chrissy too. You should come. Yes. Yeah. Too late for this yeah, year, Jimmy. Yeah. Next year, come. Oh, uh, next year for this, but thank you. Uh, I can't it's, afford it. It's expensive. I mean, you don't have it to is, pay. Right. You know, hotels and we're trying to buy a house. It's, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, the yeah. hotels are about oh, yeah. 250 to $300 a night. Yeah. Uh, you can get a roomie, an airfare, but That's the actual Comic-Con, the Comic-Con thing itself with a press pass doesn't cost anything. Right. 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 Yeah, no, it's purely the travel and lodging yeah. that, that does me in. And they do feed you at some of the press events. The best food at the press events. The NBC party was, like, amazing. That was They had really good food there, man. And they had the drinks for free, so I was loving that. (laughs) And the Vikings. And, um, by the way, the Vikings is coming back next month. Yay. Um, Yay. Please look for my interviews with the cast and with Michael Hurst which will be appearing. I'm sure I'll get a call from the History Channel saying, okay, you're going to you're gonna run your stuff now. But they also have a great uh, press room, too. So, um, Anyway, so Helix. So what else um, have we all been watching? Um, Did you check out 12 Monkeys when there's after Helix? I saw a little bit of it. As I said, I've been away. So I have to – I, I really love the movie. Um, yeah, the movie's pretty seen, cool. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. And of the of the show, so um, it looks really intriguing. So what is, I what is it? twelve monkeys. That's what I thought about the pilot. I thought it was intriguing. I haven't watched episode two yet. I need to. They sent like seven episodes out. They're really promoting the heck out of it. So you know, if so, this is the thing. So the twelve monkeys. Could easily be a Philip K. Dick thing. <laughs> it's like so completely influenced by him. Yeah, um, from what you describe, absolutely. Yeah, and, the, and, and the movie's great, but the the movie left so many possibilities unexplored. But I think yeah. this will make a good series. Yeah, I I do. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, so, um, that'll be fun. And, oh, gosh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, we have Walking Dead coming back a week from Sunday. So we'll still have another week to talk about Walking Dead. But I wanted to touch on that. Um, so what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Walking you, Dead? They, there's been so yeah, little I, There's been so little anything that's come you, out. They've come out with well, like, three trailers. Did you see the little trailer? Did you see the little yeah, but that came out today? I'm like... What oh, the today? There was one that came out yeah. today? Yeah, there was one that came out today, and it's basically they're just shooting. It's all in slow motion. They're walking. Oh, in yeah, that, that, came out area. Couple, that came out last week. Um, oh, okay. But, well, I was just like, what the hell? Like, so there's been some interesting information uh, released about the spinoff as of late. Yeah. That it's going to start prior to the zombie outbreak. Yeah. So we may get a little more information about what happened. Yes, which is very oh, exciting, and, okay. it's in yeah. and it takes place 
And God, that's what I hate about it. I know, we've said that before. 50% of all shows. I mean, it's ridiculous. I know. It should totally take place in Chicago. Um, No, Columbus. Columbus, Ohio, obviously. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, I could see that. (laughs) Um, Okay, you know. Are you going to talk to Seattle? Seattle would be fun. Um, Yeah, you need to defend your city. But there's a lot of shows that take place in Seattle now. Um, Speaking of U.S. geography, okay, now I'm going to go on my soapbox and explain Uh why why the TV series on HBO that's been now canceled called The Newsroom was such an important TV show. Okay. So there are two stories that have dominated the TV the last week. TV news, whether it's CNN or MSNBC or Fox. And that is, number one, Deflategate. I mean, seriously. That's a ridiculous non-story. And it's been like every single show, even the usually intelligent Rachel Maddow show. I think that's a sign of how obsessed with football our culture is. Okay. I think football is stupid. That's one story. And then I'm going to say the other story, and I want to talk about this, because this is something I'm actually going to write an article tomorrow about it, Uh, post an op-ed on – actually, it isn't an op-ed, because I'm the publisher. So I suppose it's an editorial. (laughs) Can I publish an op-ed in my own magazine? Um, Sure. So the, the other thing is the weather thing today. So New York's, and I totally, you know, people are making a big deal of, oh, they, uh, they, they so overpredicted the snow. It's like, oh my God, it was so. T- yeah. Like, what? yeah, but it's you're, everything. You're telling me cautious. You're I mean, telling me that they asked somebody to predict the future and they weren't perfect at it. But that's, that's not what bothers me. It's the whole orgasm thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's like. I, I watch MSNBC. It's like on in my living room all day long while I'm doing other work, whether it's writing or whether it's singing, <laughs> whatever I'm doing, it's always on on my TV. And literally, and I'm sure CNN was exactly the same way, and Fox. Literally, from the time I woke up this way, and, and mind you, New York City only got like eight inches of snow. Wall to wall coverage. It's like, excuse me, has that been in Seattle or Chicago or Columbus? Oh, that would have nobody been would have given us flying crap. <laughs> you know, they would have said, "Oh, okay, you know, the snow's over. Let's go on to what's really important." Like, you know, or using this extreme weather because even though it didn't hit New York City. It did hit Long Island, got like a, two and a half feet of snow, and New England got like three feet of snow, and and you know Boston and and the the, the storm surge, and it was like a hurricane in the middle of winter, um, far more than a nor'easter would have been, and this extreme weather, even though a single event cannot be pegged to global warming or climate change, but why not use the opportunity to talk about something that actually is important. And they didn't. It was like, there's this woman and she's driving in Boston and she's talking to the anchor 
from her car while she's behind the wheel. Like, that's really smart. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's, it, it, the snow is coming down at four inches an hour, and I'm driving in the snow, and you can barely see in front. But I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> like, what? I know. It's like, hello. Like, well, give me the coverage is ridiculous. I'm watching the NBC Nightly News with Brian Williams tonight. And they yeah. had a guy standing in out in the snow, and he put the stick down in, and he's like, look how deep it is in the stick. And I'm like, why are you wasting my time with that crap? <laughs> I, can, I can see how deep it is you're standing next to it. Why do you need to stick a stick in there to show so, us how deep it is? So this is, this is how it connects to mm-hmm. HBO's The Newsroom. Because the newsroom, this would have been, and, and The Daily Show is going to do it anyway. Oh, I can't wait to see The Daily Show. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, films at 46, you know, like in the in the Broadway area. And I guarantee you they're going to be on tonight. I can't oh, guarantee yeah. you, I don't know for sure, but I, I assume they are. But, but the, what the newsroom did was it took this bull stuff. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that on the air. Um, this it's crap. an internet radio. You can say whatever you oh, want. Okay, this bullshit. And really, this bullshit. And it, um, she's gonna say it again. Um, and really skewered it. And it's like, we're not gonna make this the lead story for the first three segments of a six-segment newscast. Where's the right. news about ISIS? Where's the news about Boko Haram? By the way, <laughs> where's the news about this stuff? Well, speaking of this stuff and like the focus. Did you the Daily Show this past week? They had their international correspondent on, and he was pointing out that the same day what was going on in France happened, and you know the twelve people two thousand people were killed incredible. in Nigeria. Exactly, yeah. and I haven't seen that on the nightly news at all. Yeah. I'm not seeing that in a lot of the places I, know. I get my news from. I know, I know, and that makes me. It's exactly right. The fact that we're getting that from a comedy show is ridiculous. Uh-huh. Now, interestingly ridiculous. enough. If you turn on the BBC BBC radio, um, uh-huh. you actually do better news. The news here is crap. Yeah. It's just crap. Uh, I've tried watching the BBC nightly news before, though. It's so boring. But it's news, you know. I, I mean, know. it's like NPR. Well, I, it's like it's like NPR. Okay. It's, it's for the I, I listen to. I enjoy NPR. But yeah. I mean, there's a way to make it interesting, and I think NPR usually does a pretty good job on that. Wow, the BBC News, I know it's more informative, but I... Okay, guys, breaking news, breaking news. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. investigation with Deflategate, oh, God. the ball boy, oh, God. took 20, or an employee of the Patriots took 24 footballs. Into the bathroom. For 90 and seconds. And why did you do that? Yes. Yeah, for 90 seconds, he was alone with the football. So I heard that. This is what irritates yeah. me about, about that whole thing, though. I mean, honestly, this is what I'm angry about. It's like, yes, I mean, yeah, obviously I'm Seattle, Seahawks, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, freaking Sherman gets fined, you know, whatever it was, $2 million, whatever the hell amount it was, but for grabbing his balls at the end, which every single player in any kind of given team has done before, A, and B, they are treating this NFL deflation thing 
as it's nothing because everybody, most of the country is for the Patriots. They love Brady. Oh, my gosh. And you know what it teaches people? It teaches the kids that it's okay to cheat uh, because you'll get to be, in, you know, you'll get to win anyway. I mean, what – if we were talking about if we're talking about football the news, we should be talking about the concussions and all the damage it does. Oh, of totally! All the concussions. Well, oh, yeah. But, but honestly, I mean, what is that saying about the NFL? It, it's not teaching mm-hmm. the, the 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 young people that look up to these football players like Brady, like these teams, and you know they're learning. Oh well, you know it's okay. I'll get bought. I'll get I'll get away with it. If I, if, well, you know, I'll tell you. If I'm the best, and it's just you know, a bunch of bullshit. I'm so angry you know, about that. Honestly, what, I mean, we're we're pushing for the Seahawks in our family because our daughter lives in yeah. Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing, what, what Jimmy said is right. I mean, my son um, played football his in junior high and in his freshman year in high school, and he hurt his wrist, and so he basically uh, sat out, found. Yay, he found the theater and the music department of the high school and farewell to football. But, you know, had he stayed in, I think my husband and I, as all of this stuff has come out and come out and come out about brain injury, I think we would have pressured him to pull out of football for all the good it did him. I mean, it did him a tremendous amount of good for his confidence, but... You know, better have less you confidence and, and an intact brain. That. You can't stop your kids from trying to do from from joining sports. I mean, that's just the way it goes. But what angers me is that they're dragging this whole thing out. I feel that. I'm sorry, but I feel that the Patriots should be should be disqualified. I don't care who did it. If it if oh, I it, agree with you. You know. And the fact that they're not even, they're not, they're not uh, uh, doing that is just, it right. makes me so angry. And I mean, we're almost, you know, five days away from the thing. Right. And well, it just shows people what it is about. It's about money and popularity. And, sure. you know, basically they can well, just I, do whatever they more, want and they'll win. I mean, it's just I think, ridiculous. I think, Chrissy, it's more about money than popularity, but, yeah. um, but you know, it's, I agree with you. I think if there is if they if they find that it's true, I think that they should have um n- they should have had their win disqualified. There's no yeah. question. Cuz I, I mean, it does send a bad it does send a bad message. It sends a terrible message. And then immediately. I mean, we're we're how many you know, it's been a week and a half. I mean, are you serious? Uh, well, the best the best defense against this is for the Seahawks to kick some butt on Sunday. Yeah, they better kick ass. And I'm telling Go you, Seahawks. Though, this is the thing. What if they say, oh, well, why don't you just, like, throw the game or something? I mean, they shouldn't. I don't want that. I mean, we want a fair game, a fair fight. And the fact of the matter is that the Patriots, they're in their position because they cheated. And that's the bottom line. Whoever yeah. was on their team cheated. huge, like... Okay, so not to be – I mean, I don't really follow football, but didn't they win, like, by a very large number? They the did. Ball, and you know was, what? Yeah. The probably yeah, wasn't the did. reason they won. And they did better in the second half once the balls had been reinflated. Right. <laughs> I can't but, believe yeah, I can't believe I'm talking about this. It's like I how know, many times can you say the word balls in, you know, one Right, time? right. But, but you know, but, the fact you know, of the matter is, is that – you know, it happened, and I don't care if they were in, inflated 
could write it half the I mean the fact of the matter is, is that they shouldn't be in the Super Bowl and it should and it was yeah. in, in by, and in doing that the NFL would send a message A and B it would teach yeah. the young people of America that hey you can't get away with this kind of crap. Right. So So yeah. so I'm gonna embarrass Chrissy for a second. It's not a bad embarrassing thing. But Chrissy comes from <laughs> an actual football family, right? A pro football yes, family. Actually. That's so funny you say that. I know. Well, yeah. you know, I'm a Chicago girl. So, you know, right. and I was in my formative years when, like, cousin of yours, right, Brian Piccolo? Yeah, it's, it's actually, I think it's like my dad's second cousin, I guess it would be. So that would be my third cousin, right? I think that's how it worked. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's my dad's second cousin, and... Would make me make him my third cousin, I think. Okay. And he was a very promising Chicago Bear, good friend of Gail Hall of Famer, and and of course he passed away at a very young age, and that was very cancer, which runs in my family. Believe it or not, my cousin was 33 when he died of cancer, which is crazy. And And of of course there was the Brian song. Brian song. Yeah, my uh, my parents. My parents made us watch that show. I said, I remember when I was like eight or nine years old. You guys, yeah. you know, James Caan and, yeah. and, of course, uh, Billy D. Williams. Yeah. That was epic. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. Cried all the way through it. I know. It's, it's still sport. around. Jimmy, this is your assignment. Another assignment for this week. It's a really yeah. Check great, it one, out. Of the, one of the best football movies ever made for television. Uh, I just, it was a TV I just movie. I cannot stand football like at all. My family are all huge Buckeyes. I live in Columbus, which <laughs> is a big football town. We just won the national championship. I know. My mom used to live next door to Archie Griffin growing up. I mean, the guy came to my grandfather's funeral last year. He's, you know, friends of the oh, family. God. But, yeah, I'm uh, more but I just could not care less about um, football. My dad, my dad was a huge football fan, and so he played football. And, but I never was. I'm like, you know, I'm a, uh, um, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, and we have to actually um, pause for a moment, and that is to mark the passing of the greatest Chicago Cub that ever lived, Ernie Banks, who died this week at the age of 83. Oh. Mr. Cub, wow. if you want to read my tribute to Ernie, um, it's in the pages of Blog Critics this week. Um, oh. I grew up as a complete baseball fanatic. And uh, so. Yeah, I love baseball. Uh, I'm, I'm baseball. a baseball fan more than football. I mean, the only reason, Me too. you know, like, I, I honestly, I so, follow. Seahawks and Western in the playoffs, and then I'll fall. <laughs> so, so I want to. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. So I want to get back on uh, to primetime TV because we normally talk about primetime network, you know, primetime drama TV, um, and a little bit of comedy. But let's talk about. Um, I want to talk about Black Sales a little bit. You guys watch that at all? I. You know what? I watched last season. I haven't seen this season yet. Only one, I, I know only it's just, one it's just returned. Just it's, returned I just on started Saturday. right on. I got I it on my DVR. season one, but I was really not that into it. And I decided, oh, really? as I've been trying to cut back on TV, that this just uh, is not going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so I like it. So I, I like it. Uh, you know, last year, two, um, two swashbucklers came on the air. Um, Black Sails mm-hmm. on Stars 
and Crossbones mm-hmm. on NBC. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Black Sails plays more like an HBO series. <laughs> it's on stars. Oh, yeah, so it's not stars. that far. <laughs> you know. And um, Crossbones is definitely much more like commercial TV-ish. Um, yeah, Brett Shields I, is definitely the better of the two. Oh, yeah. And Toby Stevens is brilliant. Um, and I love the merging of real-life um, personages from the 17th century, 18th century, and mm-hmm. uh, characters out of Robert Louis Stevenson. And it's great. I love it. Seeing young uh, Long John Silver, John Silver, um, is a hoot. And the characters are great. Um, the story is changing a little bit. Last year, I interviewed um, uh, Sean Cameron Michael, who plays Richard Guthrie on the show, and I'm trying to arrange a couple more interviews as we go along. It's really hard because they film in South Africa, and so it gets really hard to kind of coordinate that, but I'm trying to work with stars to do that. Um, it's really worthwhile show um, if you like pirates and swashbucklers, and it's lavishly, lavishly filmed. And the way they've put Nassau together, because uh, it takes place in Nassau, uh, in pre-colonial Bahamas. Actually, it is colonial Bahamas. It's not pre-colonial um, because there's a governor. Um, and and this year we're learning a little bit, I think, more of the story of how uh, uh, Flint, uh, Captain Flint, actually became a pirate because he doesn't start off that way. Um, He starts out as a lieutenant in the uh, British Navy and uh, an advisor against piracy. And it gets a little bit into the politics of the time. Right. It's been hinted hinted at uh, Flint's idea years before we meet him in Nassau as uh, the pirate um, where he's trying to explain that pirates are almost a necessary evil because they um, um, because they provide a common villain for people, for the masses which when you have a common villain it takes people's minds off what's really the problem Mm-hmm. Right. And that is a comment on modern day America because there's a certain group of people in America who have villainized our president. Racist? Like, hmm? Yeah. Racist? Not all of them, but a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. No, it's not I know a lot. Not, not, well, not just racist, but it's a significant portion. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it, it offers interesting commentary on our times as well as on uh, 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 being a beautiful historical piece. So I, I totally um, think it's worth, uh, you know, to li- again, it's a limited series and um, each season. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, I'm kind of jumping back and forth here because I'm like thinking about the Golden Globes that were just on Sunday night. And... Um, how great it was to see Mark Ruffalo win Best Actor for mm-hmm. a movie. Did you guys see A Normal Heart? I didn't Oh, A Normal Heart, yes. A Normal Heart was amazing. I've seen it like ten times. I think it's 
so well done. I was so well I also, yeah, I watched it multiple times. It was. Yeah. I think last year was the year of the AIDS history lesson movie between Dallas Buyers Club and A Normal Heart. Um, but it was it was terrific and um, really really. Uh, wonderful movie if you haven't seen it you should see it um if you're not familiar with the early genesis of a truly scary virus um i would really strongly recommend you take a look at it um so i've been i've been i was kind of searching netflix late last night i couldn't sleep last night and i was kind of trolling i was on my ipad and i was trolling Amazon and Netflix looking for something to watch. <laughs> oh my god! I can't. I've got so much to watch already. I don't know how you have to go looking for more. <laughs> <laughs> because I just I'm very I don't watch everything and um, I know. <laughs> it's um what is it called? There's a movie. There's a TV show I watched last night, and it's called. It's got it's like a really weird name and I'm gonna I'm gonna um I have to figure it out now. Um browse. New arrivals. Okay, I'm looking at Netflix because I have to because I was really sleepy when I turned it on and I was like, oh this looks really good and, and it's with Cillian Murphy. Um and I was like, oh Cillian Murphy, he's always kinda interesting and strange. And I'm looking for what it's called because I really want to recommend it, because I saw part of it. I was really, 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 really sleepy, um, but I really kind of liked it. Oh, where did it go? Recently watched. Isn't there a thing for recently watched somewhere? <laughs> I'm looking for recently watched. <laughs> On Amazon? Um, I don't think ah, so. Where is it? Oh, my God. While you're doing that, I can talk yes. about Constantine, who, by the way, oh, Constantine is... is they have not been renewed, and if you go to my it's app, you can find timeline. Um, you don't think Twitter, it is? No, you don't? it's, it's horrible. It's the, it has no chance at all. Well, anyway, there's a petition going around, and <laughs> yeah. so if you guys want to save it. Good, I like it. You guys you didn't like it? No, I've like, watched I'm it. Not, not, yeah, I'm not I'm, bashing the show. I'm just saying the petitions don't do any good. I mean, well, you know what it it's is. not going to be renewed because nobody's watching it, unfortunately. So I watched well, the first couple of episodes. I did. I watched. <laughs> I watched the first couple of episodes, and I didn't. I have to say, I didn't really care for it that much. So really? I thought I was going to love it. I, I was like all the hype. It was really cool and all the stuff um, at Comic Con, and I thought, yeah, oh, it was all it's over the really going to be Comic-Con. cool. So, um, and I, I was really disappointed. I guess is is what I have to say. By the way, Helix season one of Helix is on Netflix. Just in case Ooh. you didn't know, so oh, uh, you can catch up with Helix. And I'm just kind of looking here at all the the stuff. That's and I'm like, why can't I? maybe I dreamed it? Is it possible that I just dreamed it? <laughs> you dreamed it. I dreamed it? an entire. I dreamed That's an entire. Funny. An entire. Sh- oh wait a minute! All I have to do is look up Cillian Murphy. Ah, you ah. Dreamed the entire show. Okay, hang on. Cillian 
and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing this, Peaky Blinders. Thank you. Peaky Blinders. So Peaky Blinders is really cool. It's a period piece that takes place just post-World War One in England, and it's like a gangster thing, and it's sort of Boardwalk Ooh. Empire-esque, Ooh. but it deals with, and, and one of the big things, um, people are talking about it a lot in other contexts, but PTSD, I mean, the movie American Sniper is all about Pete and I haven't seen the movie yet and everyone's saying, Oh, it's this pro war movie and it's Clint Eastwood and he's a Republican but you know what to me the bits I've seen about it it's really much more about PTSD in Iraq war veterans, which I think is a really interesting and important thing to talk about. Anyway, so this Peaky Blinders, um the, there were a gang of British criminals in the nineteen tens the 1920s, and it's these guys. Who, it's about this guy who had been like a World War One hero, who comes back and he's kind of now going to be the crime boss. I guess it's like the Godfather in England in the 1920s or something. Anyway, it's it's just it's been renewed for a third series on the. It's a BBC show, but it's airing, if I'm not mistaken, only on Netflix. So it's not gone to like BBC oh, America. So it's going right from BBC to uh, Netflix. And it is very much a show that is about um, PTSD and and um, the dark side of people. So, yeah, it, it, it went right to straight to Netflix. So, um, which is kind of cool, I think. So, yeah. um uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Usually you see Cillian Murphy. I always think of Cillian Murphy from The Dark Knight. Oh, from yeah. Batman, you know, and he's like got oh, these right. really creepy, right? He's got these like, and Tom Hardy's in it in Peaky uh, Blinders also. Um, but he's got these really creepy eyes, <laughs> which makes him a really great villain. He's an Irish actor, and... Um, it, it he it, this is it's good. I now that I'm like sort of awake, it's going to be sort of my before Walking Dead comes back on. It'll be my um, it'll be my go-to show late at night with my headphones on and my iPad Mini on my lap in bed as I get you know. Um, and I wanted to take a quick look at the Amazon.com because it is Amazon.com pilot season. I know I'm jumping around tonight, guys. Um, with all, because okay. like, you know. And by the way, um, Transparent won two Golden Globe Awards. Yeah, which is kind of cool. So yeah, what? One, what? What looks really oh. good to me? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say if you if, if people haven't seen it, you can get in your Prime member on Amazon. You can watch the, the uh, season. Yeah. Yeah, they actually have the whole thing free this weekend. And a discount in Prime membership is going to sign up, but I guess it's too late now for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prime is great for a lot of reasons, though, so I would recommend Prime. No, no, they're still they saying watch, watch free. Whoa, whoa, it says, please, it says help pick the next Amazon original series, watch free. Mm-hmm. So you oh, can yeah, watch the free. Pilots are free. The pilots are free. Transparent was completely free the whole season on Saturday. 
Oh, yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I'm talking about pilot. Oh, so the pilots are all, but they're only pilots. Yeah. So, right. um, when the show actually have, premieres, then they only make the pilot free. Right. So, um, what looks really promising, and I'm going to vote for it, is Man in the High Castle, which looks wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. And what it is. Um, based on Philip K. Dick's award-winning novel and executive produced by Ridley Scott, Blade Runner. The Man in the High Castle explains what it would be like if the Allied powers had lost World War II and Japan and Germany ruled the U.S., which stars Rufus Sewell, uh, Luke Kleintank, uh, Pretty Little Liars, and Alexa Davlos. That looks really good. Um... I'm going to vote for that one. There's Point of Honor, which is a civil war drama that takes place in Virginia, um, which was written by Carlton Cuse of Lost and Randall Wallace of Braveheart. And oh. a location in Virginia. It says at the start of the Civil War, a prominent Virginia family makes the controversial decision to defend the South while freeing all their slaves. So that looks really interesting. Then there's something called Cocked. It is the darkly comic tale of the Paxons, a broken family working together and against each other in the most quintessentially American business, Arms. Um, And it stars, it is from um, Samuel Baum of Lie to Me and Sam Shaw Mm -hmm. of Manhattan stars Sam Trammell. You should like that because it's True Blood, Sam Blood. Jason Lee from My Name is Earl. Oh, I love Jason Lee. I have enjoyed Jason Lee for ages. Brian Dennehy. Oh, I love And Deanna Walker. So that looks really interesting. Um, then The New Yorker Presents, um, which is um, it's a new docu-series Produced by um, by uh, Alex Gibney, pilot features a documentary from Oscar winner Jonathan Demme, based on Rachel Aviv's article, A Very Valuable Reputation. Um, it also writer Ariel Levy interviewing artist Marina Abramovic, and a sketch from Simon Rich and Alan Cumming. So that looks kind of interesting, sort of as a you know, informational series, which is very different for Amazon because that's not usually what they do. Um, Something called Down Dog, which is about a carefree yoga instructor. Salem Rogers, which is about uh, um, after a decade in rehab, an abrasive former supermodel tries to recreate her success. It's called. It's a model of the year 1998. Mad Dogs. Uh, it's about a group of 40-somethings, which could be interesting. Table 58 is a kids show. Um, Just Add Magic is another kids show. Nico is another. So there's a bunch of kids shows this year. Mm-hmm. There's one, two, three, four, five. Five five kid shows, six kid shows. Wow, six kid really shows. That on six. One two That's three and six and six grown up shows. 
So have you seen any of them yet, Jimmy? I have not watched the Spatcher pilots yet, no. I am trying I to get I haven't finished Transparent yet. I need to finish Transparent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. What else looks really cool? Um, I have to sort of get off my disaster movie thing. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> when I don't have anything, when I'm really bored, I'll, like, watch a disaster movie. So, like... I was, like, not thinking enough last night to watch the uh, Peaky Blinders thing. So I actually turned it off, um, leaving, like, a mark where I was, and instead watched Super Eruption, (laughs) which was about a volcano in uh, Yellowstone Park. The other show that I'm re-watching, which is on Amazon Prime, is Rubicon. I keep talking about Rubicon because it was like a really cool show on AMC before there were really cool shows on AMC. Oh, Except for Madman. Madman was on. Mad. Yeah, I mean, it, but it was like an intense show. Yeah, it was. It was an intense. I will still do not forgive AMC for canceling it. I do. They should have given it another chance. <laughs> I like AMC. I do. I do. Yeah, they're they're probably either one or two, the first or second best network on television. Uh, so Katie says so. yes. She reminded me that Peaky Blinders is what I was thinking of, and uh, she also loves Cillian Murphy. So. Um, see, I didn't have to see once I went into the Amazon thing, I just like, oh, this looks good. This looks good. So I'm just clicking things off. So, um, let's see, what else are we watching? Um, that, uh, it's kind of like this weird time of the year, mm-hmm. right? Where there are a few first one shows on. Well, I'm watching, um, I don't know. You guys don't watch it. I don't think the originals and, um, my Nathan Parsons who used to be on General Hospital. He was on True Blood last last season, this last season. Um, he's he's on recurring right now, and I guess he's going to end up being a baddie, so I'm kind of upset mm. <laughs> because mm. he's going to play. But, you know, he's really good. Um, and anyway, they um, I know that their ratings are, you know, it's like a point seven for the live plus same day. Uh, viewing, but they were renewed. Um, of course, the Vampire Diaries I also watch, and but they got renewed on the CW. Um, CW renewed almost everything. They were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the Flash, I guess. Um, the Flash is good. I enjoy the Flash. I like the Flash. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to, to be honest with you, because it is comic booky and, and and that kind of thing. But I actually really like it. I'm about. Well, it's I, different I, enough from Arrow. They're not the same show. They both have their strengths. They're different. Right. Things. Right, exactly. They merge in my so, mind just a little bit. Well, they have had crossovers, but the Arrow is so dark and heavy, and it's about right. uh, it's about people with pasts, whereas The Flash is the people with the actual superpowers, and it's much right. more light and fun. Right. Which it's they highlighted yeah. when they did their crossover event, which was pretty cool. So, yeah, well, so I was glad, because anyway... You mentioned General Hospital, and I want to give a shout-out yes. to Nancy Braun. I want yeah. to give a shout-out to Nancy Braun. That? 
with her new show, and um, which is very exciting. And Nancy and I went to the same high school, and her mom was my Girl Scout leader. Oh, oh that's right. You told me that. I totally forgot <laughs> about that. So, I, you know, it's like her sister, who I'm Facebook friends with, um, keeps, like, putting stuff up on, on my timeline. So, or on, you know, all her friends' timeline. You know, it's like she puts mm-hmm. stuff on her timeline. It's like, so every day there's, like, a new thing about uh, Nancy's show, and... Um, which is kind of cool because she's one of my old, uh, even though she actually went to high school with my sister and they were in theater together. Her and Greg Edelman, who's like a Tony award-winning Broadway guy, um, were like in my sister's high school year. Like they, they ruled theater at our high school. We had like, it wasn't a school for the performing arts, but it could very well have been because there were some really talented people. Um, that came out of our high school. Um, and my sister's year, and my sister was like a total theater kid. And uh, she and Nancy were good friends. I mean, they were like, they lived a couple blocks from us. So, so just like Jen That's Morgan cool. lived a few blocks from where I live now. Um, cool. Her dad was the band director at a local our local high school. So um lots of SC it's like Chicago is like this it was so funny um my my agent my literary agent came to Chicago and um she'd never seen any of the Great Lakes so I said oh I'm gonna take you up Lakeshore Drive and she says oh I've heard of Lakeshore Drive and she's a New Yorker she lives in Manhattan and you know there's always New Yorkers sort of have this attitude right um, and I love mm-hmm. my agent. It's like, but but it's like New York is like the end and be be all and end all of everything. So um, we started on the north side and we're driving up um, Sheridan Road. I didn't take her on Lakeshore Drive because we didn't have time. But we're driving up and it's like all of a sudden above us are these like huge cliffs with houses on the top of them. And we pulled off at... Like, there's no building right along the lake. It's part of the Chicago plan. There's, like, no building. It's, like, lakefront, un- unfettered lakefront. And she says, this is like an ocean. And I said, yeah. She says, like, how far is it across? I said, Michigan is on the other side. <laughs> and and on the north end of it is almost Canada. She's like, Really? And I said, yes, you can't actually see across Lake Michigan. It's too big. And um, she was like, wow. So we're driving up in Chicago. It's like Chicago's flat, right? Yes. So So we're driving up, and all of a sudden we're, like, up in what's called the ravines. And we're overlooking, like, we're, like, 200 feet above Lake Michigan. And she was like, oh, my God. And there's all these mansions, all these Gothic mansions around us. And we had just been in the city. We had just been in the city and all the apartments and stuff. And now we're in this area. It's like 15 minutes from where we had been. We're like 200 feet above the lake with these Gothic mansions and the the waves crashing against the rocks. We could have been in Maine. Um, And she's like, I never knew. She says, I thought you made all that stuff up in your novel. I'm like, no. <laughs> this is where my novel takes place. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was kind of fun. But Chicago, I think Chicago is an awesome location for a TV show. 
because there's like not just downtown. I mean, there's a few shows that shoot here, but I think that it would make a great TV show. Maybe I'll create one that create a pilot, do a Chicago web there series. There you go. Anyway, that is work. So, anyway, so any other things we want to talk about today? I, I kind of planned an hour and a half thinking, well, um, you know, but, but really none of the shows that we really follow, I mean, not all of the shows that we follow are back. I mean, we got I Once Upon a Time coming, and, and little little things are peeping out about Once Upon a Time. Um, I Agent Carter's been fun. Hmm? Agent Carter's been oh, fun. Oh, yeah, Agent oh, Carter. Yeah. Thank you, thank Let's you, thank you. about Agent Carter. So what do you guys think? Well, there's I one on really right like now, actually. But, yeah, no, oh, I don't know. The little red dot, dot is on my DVR. I said it's recording. It's, it's, it's good. I, I wasn't sure. I mean, you know, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I do like. Um, and I wasn't sure I was going to like that, actually, but I do like it. And so then I'm like, okay, let me watch Agent Carter. And, I mean, I just love that she's kicked ass. She's got attitude. She's not going to take shit from anybody. You know, I just love that kind of a character. And I also love how they said it in the 40s, which um, yeah. is an interesting yeah. um, era to set it in. Um, and I think it, and it's neat to see how antiquated everything, you know? I mean, they had like, yeah. they had like the, the the best gadgets and stuff for that time, but it just cracks me up, you know, when you think about 1940 to now. It's oh, yeah. day. But uh, I, I've actually really enjoyed it. It's fun. It's just like a fun entertainment for me, you know. Like, yeah, I, I love it. I I'm, I'm really, I, I love that period of time. I think it's so cool. I remember mm. when um, Torchwood was on. So Dear Departed mm. Torchwood. Um, and I really I loved love it. I know. Me I didn't too. watch that. <gasps> oh, okay, that's your assignment. Good. The first season's okay. The second season's amazing, and season three is also amazing. Season oh four my gosh, best. season three is two and three are the best. For it's sure. so oh, brilliant. It is so brilliant. It is um, so so. Well, what I was going to say is only five episodes. So it's and it is. It is only five episodes. Um, but uh, and it's. It's got um, uh, Peter Capaldi is in it. Who, that of course, makes now, me mad, though. That, that I know. Me a lot. So weird. He plays a significant role in that. He does. He does. Um, it's a very oh, well. important role. Um, it's a terminal role, but it's a very important role. Um, but what, what I loved most about the show is when it sort of harkened back, so to speak, to Jack Harkness's kind of World War Two thing. Uh oh. <laughs> I have no idea who's calling. Oh, that's funny. I'll have to call him back. So now you all know today's Mozart's birthday. By the way. Today today is what? today. Today is Mozart's birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. And as you may have heard, my ringtone is Mozart. So. Right, right. Gotta like him. Speaking of Mozart, and we'll end with this today, because um, we're almost out of time. And 
um, so I watched all the way through the Mozart Jungle. Did you have you watched that on Amazon.com? No, I have. No, I need have you the pilot's great. The pilot's fantastic, but I have not it, had time to watch more yet. Watch it. Watch it. If you have Amazon, I, I will. I will. It's free. On my watch list. Mm-hmm. It's free. Um, and really, really good. I really really enjoyed it um it is if if you are at all interested in uh if you have a thing for classical music at all or even if you don't um it's a really fun comedy um it's it's a little wacky um but it's a lot of fun and it stars uh you have an incredible incredible cast um it it stars Bernadette Peters I mean, really. Malcolm McDowell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Gail Garcia Bernal, and um, he is wonderful. He played he has played the quintessential Che Guevara, um, but he plays this very brilliant, very strange um, conductor, and it's just great. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those one of those series my husband and I did not agree on. He didn't like it. I really did. Um, but it is uh, it's fun. It is basically it's it's based on a story called Mozart in the Jungle: Sex, Drugs, and Classical Music. Oboist Blair Tyndall's 2005 memoir of her professional career in New York, playing high-profile gigs. Um, and, um, it is, it is really good and very well worth it. They're basically half hour episodes and you could watch it all in one sitting. Um, lots and lots of fun. Um, I've really been impressed by what Amazon Studios has come up with between Transparent, Alpha House, which has been renewed for a third season, I believe, um, Mozart Jungle, Man of the Big Mozart High Castle. Mozart Jungle was high... renewed as well, I think. Which was? I'm sure Transparent. I think Mozart oh, yeah. Jungle was renewed. Um, and I'm yeah. sure Transparent was, I'm sure. Yeah. And this year's crop seems even better. I haven't watched any of the other ones yet. I don't know if they've come out yet. Um, has the Chris Carter one come out yet? Besides yeah, the canceled. They did not release it. It was canceled during production. Good. Sorry. Yeah, it did not need to see the light of day. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was actually re- when I, I remember um, watching the pilot last year, thinking to myself, "Eh, not really that good." And I was actually quite That's surprised. That's a nice way to put it. I thought much harder. Oh, it sucked. It really did. <laughs> I was really. It really did. I expected more from Chris Carter. The concept and was okay. It was just so poorly executed. <laughs> thought it would be good um i i was really bummed that it wasn't i don't know you know i expected xfls you know because it's chris but carter it was so and then, obvious. i mean it was predictable and yeah, obvious i agree i agree like it wasn't so, was no challenge to that at all whatsoever i was just like yeah so i you know i'm actually happy it didn't see the light of day um and i hope he does better with the x-files reboot if it happens, which if hopefully it happens. will. Hopefully it will. It sounds like it's going to. They wouldn't have said anything at TCA if it wasn't really going to happen. 
Well, they said they were in negotiations, and I don't know. They announce lots of things that don't come to fruition, but I feel like the talks must be fairly advanced if they're going to bring it up. They would not have had Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny both talking about it. Yeah, no, right. No. And Chris Carter. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Involved in the new reboot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that I'm going to be following uh, these guys. I'm trying to see what he has just done. And I, I thought it was the man in the high castle. But I'm seeing this Ridley Scott. So, oh yeah, he is. He is an EP on Man in the High Castle. So it's Frank Spotnitz and um, Ridley Scott. Okay, I feel better. Um, and right. So anyway, so that kind of talks us out of of all the TV we're watching. I'm really excited to um, to next week. We'll talk about um, if Dean Haglund comes on the show next week, which is what I'm hoping. We'll talk X Files and we'll talk about. Um, some of the things he's involved with, and uh, he's always he's he's hugely fun and he's really funny. Um, so I'm hoping he'll be on next week. If not, we'll um, spend some time previewing The Walking Dead, and we'll talk more about what we're thinking might be happening um, as Once Upon a Time comes closer to its premiere date, which will be March. Okay. Um. I will say right now that I plan on going into season, the back half of the season, to Bula Rasa. You know, I wipe the slate clean, open mind, and I am going, hoping to be made happy. So, um, and I will see um, after Jane's episode if she'll come on the show and talk about it. So, anyway, so we are out of time. So I want to say good night. Thank you for everyone in yeah. the chat room. And yep. thank, thank you guys you. for tuning in. And I'll see you guys next week. All right. Have a good one, guys. You too. Okay, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.